you're listening to a message from Kaleo Phoenix, a church plant in downtown Phoenix that creates space for people to practice the ways of Jesus together. Say their names. Led by the African American Policy Forum, the phrase say their names stemmed from the say her name movement. This movement launched in December of 2014, along with support from the Center for Intersectionality and Social Policy Studies, as a way to support the stories of black women and girls who face police violence. The phrase, say their names, is a way to honor the lives and legacies of those who lost their lives at the hand of police violence and brutality. So we breathe and create space to process the evils that have happened recently in our country. A local pastor here named Pastor Jimmy of Neighborhood Ministries recently said something in passing that I'll never forget. He said his favorite form of prayer is breathing. For when we breathe, we remember that you are worth liberating, that you're worth protecting, that you're worth seeking justice for, just because you're breathing. God's breath in our lungs is a sign of his love for us. So as I say their names, would you breathe with me and remember the love that God has for the ones that lost their lives and the families slash community grieving the lives lost at the hands of white supremacy, which is acted out in police brutality. Adam Toledo, on Thursday, April 15th, 2021, a shaky, fast-moving video released in Chicago showed a police officer chasing a boy down a dark alleyway, yelling at him to stop. Stop right now, the officer screamed while cursing, telling him to drop his gun. Hands, show me your hands, drop it, drop it. As the boy turned and lifted his hands, a single shot rung out and he collapsed. The boy, Adam Toledo, died. He was 13. Just breathe. Dante Wright, on Sunday, April 11th, 2021, was a 20-year-old African-American man, was fatally shot by a police officer, Kimberly Potter, during a traffic stop an attempted arrest for an outstanding arrest warrant in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. After a brief struggle with officers, Wright was shot and then drove off but crashed his vehicle into another and hit a concrete barrier. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Would you once again breathe with me? Derek Chauvin's trial a fired Minneapolis police officer charged in George Floyd's death. We watched collectively and wait together and observe this historical moment. Will we see justice for the murder of George Floyd that happened on May 25th, 2020? Mr. Floyd was a 46-year-old African-American man who after being handcuffed and pinned to the ground under the knee of murderer Chauvin for more than nine minutes. Would you, once again, breathe with me? (sighs) 
The church-wide liturgical calendar that we follow has us collectively in the season of Eastertide, as Chris had mentioned earlier in the service. And throughout Eastertide, we are invited to reflect on how we are to live as disciples of the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. We, as a resurrected people, choosing joy and being surprised by God's new hope. As N.T. Wright says, the message of Easter is that God's new world has been unveiled in Jesus Christ and that you're now invited to belong to it. And so we find ourselves here in 1 John 3, 1 through 7, which I'll read to you from the New Living Translation. See how very much so our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin, but anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. What's interesting to me about this passage is that it's all about building a beloved community, a multi-ethnic group of people that truly reflect the family of God because each individual present sees themselves and the people around them as truly beloved of God. If you've been living in America like me for any length of time, we've been taught to desire and seek the American dream to win at whatever cost by any means necessary, to make it and achieve freedom doing whatever it takes. This mentality teaches us to see ourselves as individuals, separate and apart from one another, which is the exact opposite of the kingdom of God. The family of God says that we belong to each other. And as individuals, we have a responsibility to the collective that we are a part of. As an individual, I have a responsibility to learn, to create space for other cultures, to live and to thrive around me, to have empathy and deep understanding for other cultures and people groups, to look out for, protect, love like family, because that's what Christ did for us. And we love Christ because he first loved us. And that's from 1 John 4.19. I want to tell you a story of something crazy that happened to me and Kendall on Thursday night. Thursday night, Kendall was dropping me off at home, uh, my new home here in downtown Phoenix. Whoop, whoop. 
And uh, I went to get out of my car to say goodbye, but he wanted to keep on chatting and reflect on the good time that we just had with this family dinner and the friends and family that we just spent time with. So I got back into the car and just kept talking. While we were talking in front of me, I see this really sharp looking female walking swiftly across the street in front of us. Mind you, it's 10, 15, 10, 30 p.m. at night. And there's this lady walking kind of swiftly, fast, and I'm wondering, what is she doing by herself at night? Then she stops walking and starts walking backwards. A man gets out of his car and walks towards her. And I'm thinking maybe she was waiting for him. Maybe they're going to walk together. I'm not really quite sure what's going on. Then he grabs her and begins to rough her up a little bit. And by this time, Kendall's voice has completely faded out of my mind. And all I can say is, Kendall, he's hurting her. He's hurting her. We have to help her now. So Kendall speeds his car up and we check on her to see if she's okay. And the man looked at us and they were kind of confused, not expecting anybody to intervene at the time. And the man says, she's my wife. It's okay. And we tell him, no, it's not okay. And we ask her if she needs help or if she needs a ride somewhere, you know, a lot of chaos is happening in the moment. And long story short, the gentleman wound up leaving and we informed the cops and we stayed with her for a while as she walked home. I share this story not because I believe everybody has to do what we did, but I cannot shake the responsibility I feel to the collective that I'm a part of as an individual to seek justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with my God. Ayo said it best in, Disney Plus, in the Disney Plus series, if you're watching it, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She, being a black, bald, powerful female from Wakanda, is told by a white man, you have no jurisdiction here. And she responds with, we have jurisdiction wherever we find ourselves to be. And like a mic drop, I was like, come on, sister. And so I identified so much with what she was saying because wherever my feet tread, there justice will be. Wherever I find myself to be, there will be mercy. Wherever I find myself to be, there will be love. Wherever I find myself to be, there will be the presence of Jesus. And so I extend this challenge to you, which comes from the heart, I believe, of 1 John 3, 1 through 7, which we read earlier tonight that a journey of transformation comes out of being in community together and showing love to one another as Christ has shown love to us. And so I say these words with that heart. To the white man, your words hold the most weight here in America. What would it look like for you being the most powerful, most believed human being in America to use your words to name white supremacy, to name the injustices of the world, to speak truth and use your ability to be believed to speak things that haven't been heard for generations by people of color. What would it look like to leverage your whiteness to center the voices and bodies of people of color? to turn the world's eyes away from you and to the people who live in the margins, the women and the black indigenous people of color. For that is love. That 
is the kingdom of God. For you, white man, are also loved by God. And the responsibility you have to the collective is that that same love would be extended to the margins. To the white woman, you are the most influential human being in America. You are the most protected human being in America. What would it look like for you to leverage your whiteness to also protect black and brown bodies? Why not redeem the word Karen and like my friend Raven says, be Karens for justice? Why not use your white power to teach your children to care for just behavior? To see black and brown bodies as sacred and beloved of the Lord. You, white woman, have that power. For that is love. That is the kingdom of God. For you, white woman, are also loved by God. And the responsibility you have to the collective is that that same love would be extended to the margins. To the men of color, I know most of the world sees you as dangerous, a prized commodity. Your body, gifts, talents are used for profit. Rest, weary soul, and know that you are loved by God. Fear not, for God is with you. Though the world may be able to kill your body, they cannot kill your soul. For your life is valued, and you are seen, and you are loved. And to the women of color, rest, breathe, slow down, take care of yourself because the systems you live in aren't designed to take care of you. Get your dignity back. For you are not what systemically the white man tells you. And you are not what systemically the white woman believes about you. For you are not too loud. And you are not too angry. And you are not too much. You are perfect, beautiful, beloved as you are. And you too are a child of God, made in his image and his likeness. If you would with me for a moment, just reflect on the differences and what must be said to encourage the different bodies present and the lived experiences present here today. In hopes that we might see equality and love for one another as the family of God together. Which means that the world that we live in does not yet reflect the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God lives in us. And may the love of God that lives in us be reflected and shine like light on the people that we encounter. As the band comes up, I want to read to you once again, 1 John 3, 1 through 7, with some of my own expanded commentary. Verse 1, see how very much our Father loves us as he calls us black, white, brown, yellow, red, his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know 
that we will be like him. For we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, untainted by the systems of this world, just as he, Jesus, is pure, operating from a different culture, one that truly reflects the family and culture and kingdom of God. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin, but anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous even as Christ is righteous. In silence, would you let Jesus speak to your heart today? I'd like to read to you a prayer written by a Chinese-American friend named Rachel Lan, who's a psychology professor at Weber State University and a clinician at a trauma therapy clinic in Salt Lake City, Utah. She was a longtime resident here in the city of Phoenix and was heavily involved at Neighborhood Ministries downtown before moving to Utah. She read this prayer at the CCDA Southwest region racial justice conference that happened this past week that many of us participated in and with her permission I want to read to you her prayer God thank you for your sovereignty thank you for covering us thank you that you hold us under your wings and that we can take refuge in you thank you that when we are broken and grieving when we are weeping in the sufferings of our brothers and sisters, in our own pain and the traumas of our people, when we are overwhelmed and afraid, exposed and targeted, thank you, Jesus, that you stand alongside us in empathy because you have already been through it all. Thank you for liberating us from fear because we can follow the model that you laid out for us in our Messiah and by the footsteps of the many activists and freedom fighters, the prophets of their times, the truth tellers in our histories and heritages who have all gone before us. It is our turn, but we do not go alone. I hear you, God, for you have made me, us, truth tellers. You have given us the space to speak, to tell our stories, let us be obedient to your call. Let us not quiet our voices in silence only to sustain broken systems and a society that works against us, but let us boldly proclaim the truths that we know. 
Give us the strength and perseverance to do the dismantling that you have set out for us, to do our part to tear down the resilient structures of a racist world. Give us courage, God, to love our brothers and sisters, those who may not know or see us, by telling them the truths of our stories, truths they need to hear. Let us walk both in love and in truth and in the hope of a world that does not yet exist. I pray in the name of the sovereign God, the God of justice, the one who is for the oppressed and the foreigner, in the name of Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. For more resources or information about Kaleo, please visit our website at kaleophx.com or follow us on social media. If this episode has been helpful to you, let us know or share it with someone you know.